Who does she think she is? Landon LeBoyron? Who's that? <laughs> Declan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say a name of an of a I'm going to say the real name of a person in this cast mm-hmm. and you see if you can get. OK, you see if you can get it right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do. Well, how should we do this? Because if I only give you one, you'll probably get it. Let's see how out of five, how many you can get right. OK. OK. Um, well, I'm not going to do. I, I don't always I don't always skip the intro, so. But you didn't know who Landon LeBoyron was. No, not when so, you said so it that far, way. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, I do remember seeing his name. So okay. well, how would you say his name? I don't know. I don't know. I just remember seeing it. That's all I that's all I mean. A.J. Soudin. Soudin. S-A-U-D-I-N. A.J. Soudin. <sighs> it's either. I feel like it's. Danny, but I'm not sure that's right because I feel like I see that name comes up with someone else's. No, it might be Connor. It's Connor. Okay, okay. AJ Soudin. Okay. Yeah, that, right. I was like, that name comes up on the screen with more than one person's. That is a ding. I'm going to give you that one. Mm-hmm. Jordan Hadima. Hud- oh, Hud- <laughs> that's blue. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that's correct that's okay correct. okay let's see if you can say any of these other names correctly if you say How the really you say greek that? one that's riley h-u-d-y-m-a oh H-U-D-Y-M-A. i have no H-U-D-Y-M-A. idea how to say it i have a last name that people don't know how to pronounce doesn't mean i know how to pronounce anyone else's all right all right all right all right what about Scott Patterson, not the Scott Patterson, <laughs> Lacey Patterson's <laughs> husband who killed Johnny DeMarco. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. See if you can make me figure out all of them. Damon Runyon. You're, he's not even in the intro. You won't get this. Oh. One. He's not in the intro, but is he in the show right now? Yeah. Okay. Um, who's that? Damon Runyon. Who's that asshole guy? What's his name? Fitz. No, it is not. Who's Fitz? Fitz is that other white guy that Riley and Blue were friends with. Who was all trouble. Ethan? No. You remember Ethan was the guy last week who was the basketball team. Is that Damon Runyon? No. Damon Runyon is, of course, everybody knows this. The perverted Coach Carson. Of course. Of course. Uh, I can't believe we got Scott Patterson. Lacey Patterson. I know. Scott Peterson. Yeah, sorry. That's why Scott Peterson and not Scott Patterson. Can you imagine if that was your name? Samantha Monroe. Oh, that's Anya. All right. That's five for five, I think. Good, Good job. Except for Coach Carson. That one doesn't count. He's not in the intro. Yeah. Thank you. I tried. All right, you ready? I'm going to give you one more. Okay. Brett Midler. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it takes. 
rage will catch it through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And there's been mucho chatter about you at my house. <laughs> I'm Pat. <laughs> it's hard to do the new bit because the I'm Pat part after it feels so wonky every time. Uh, yeah. But I want to I like doing the thing. A mucho chatter, you know? I, Who said that, was so that in this episode? That would be... Um, Who's the, what's the blonde girl's name? Her, her half brother. When he picked up, picked her up at school and she oh, introduced them to Casey yeah, yeah, and Jenna. to Claire. Mm-hmm. And he said, Casey, mm-hmm. oh, superstar. Yes. There's been mucho chatter about you at our house. And he was like, she was like, shut up to her, her half brother. What's her mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. Lindsay. What's her Jenna. name? Jenna. <laughs> Jessica Tyler. If you remembered all the names. Jessica Jenna, Jenna Jessica. Mm-hmm. I was also going to say, this is my backup. So you were going to say, I'm Rachel, and I'm going to say, and yes, I did catch So You Believe You Could Boogie. That one. <laughs> I did write I'm that Pat, down, too. And I'm Pat. I got to figure, I should probably Or you say, could say. <laughs> and I'm Pat, and there's been mucho chatter about you at our house. No, what, what you should have said is, I'm Pat. My dad is Mr. Driscoll. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I know I would have said and I'm, you next week. <laughs> I would have said I would have said I'm Pat and my it's, my dad is Mr. Del Rossi. Hey, Pat, to come over to your house. You are my son of Pat. Why would I name you that? That's such an Irish name because I'm a, such an Italian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Italian, the stallion, the Rocky. Adamo Adamo gets an also starring credit in this episode. Marco, it is a so nice to have you back in the school. You're teaching with a, one of our brethren, the Dom Perignon. He is from, he is Italian, just like us. It is a good to have him as a mentor because he knows he's been to Sicily. <laughs> Marco, you got to go out with a Dom Perignon. You have a lunch. You go, you get a nice scongeal and a fusil and a pizza. Pete's Salam Spaghetti Sp- Provolon <laughs> Eggplan Mortadelle Eggplan 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 a Parmesan They some, actually they add a, some they saw go, instead of sauce <laughs> yeah. Some saw Oh, you remember when people would say, um, oh, my God, just got off the phone with my rents. <laughs> that was so stupid. That's what you imagine Marco would say about his dad. Ugh, That's gosh, my rents name. Just got off name. the phone with my rents. The, the old, the, the rents. Did anybody ever really say that? I mean, it kind of reminds me of saying the old ball and chain. Yeah, yeah, but. The old ball and chain, like, at least is, like, the rents is so stupid. I mean, ball and chain is stupid, too, but it does, it's not, like, an abbreviation. Oh, yeah. Rents. Yeah. Oh, the old rents are checking in on me on my <laughs> cellular phone. You should call them the pairs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The rent pairs turn it around backwards. Whoa, Fuck you. Oh, that's some uh, pig Latin right there. 
Is pig Latin Mad-a-core. offensive? I don't know. Probably. To pigs? <laughs> probably. I mean, they called the JV basketball team midget basketball like multiple times. Oh my in this God. Episode, I so. couldn't believe that. You're not the corner somehow. Why the midget? Why do you just call them the JV? <laughs> well, or were the they even lower I... than JV? Were they? <laughs> well, then who would care? Why are they celebrating yeah, this victory so bad? So it's st- it, the first person to say it is um, Holly Jeanette. And I was like, what the fuck did she just, did she just say what I think she said? And I rewound it and it's, she certainly said it, but then I was like, I'm definitely mishearing that. But mm-hmm. then down the line, they said it again. They said it again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, this is what they call JV midgets. They're... <laughs> but some of them are very tall, which is like, does not make yeah. a lot of sense either. KC, you are so tall and handsome. You should have come over to see my son, the Marco. <laughs> Marco. I love how they just brought Marco back for a fucking nothing happened in B story. For like no fucking oh, reason. I love God it. Bless. I love it. I but, love that Adamo apparently is going to teacher college. It's a lot different than when you were in teacher college, Dom, and he keeps calling him <laughs> Dom. It's like, you got fucking friendly real fast, homeboy. Yeah, Mr. Perignon. How you doing, Rach? I feel like that's a a loaded question. You've said that the uh, last (laughs) couple of weeks you've been saying. I know, I was like, wait, how am I doing? Well, I don't have a creepy coach, so I feel pretty good about my life right now. Did you ever have a creepy coach in any of your sports? You were such a sports person. You played lacrosse. You played javelin put. Mm-hmm. Sh- I did toss. play javelin put. Javelin put toss. I know <laughs> javelin you did that. Put, I'm, you I'm played, an excellent javelin put tosser. <laughs> you played, uh, what else did you play? Fucking whack-a-mole prof- mm-hmm. for, for school. Professional whack-a-mole. Mm-hmm. Max brought me this. He was like, he, he gets a tablet. He gets an hour. He can have an hour a day on a tablet. Mm-hmm. That's what he gets. You have a turns time limit on it? Oh, okay, yeah, good. it turns okay. off after an hour. So he so he plays a lot of games, but I I make sure they're like pretty normal games. But so and, and like I'll I'll sometimes get in there with them. Like there's games where like you gotta make like bridges, you gotta like move mm-hmm. things so people can get through. But the other day, like he brought me, he was like, "Dad, play this," and it was whack a mole. But like <laughs> you were hitting the the moles, and they were like so happy looking, and then uh-huh. you would hit them, and they would be like like dead X eyes, and I was like, this is I don't like this. This is such a nice mole. Why are we smacking it on the head with a mallet? You like I never get... really thought about it until like you see like a video game version of like a sad dead mole. <laughs> I mean, moles are vermin. They get into things. You don't want them around. Well, I get into but things. Still. I, I know, I know. You're gonna hit me on the head with a mallet. Get him into Wordle, or get him doing the crosswords. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> but you didn't really answer. How are you doing there, my friend? Not I'm pretty you good. Seem... I'm pretty good. Well, we were supposed to have a, a horrible storm today. We we're supposed to have. There was a tornado watch or warning. I don't remember which one it was, and I do not know the difference. Very different. It's all there is different. Let's be honest. Not good regardless, because you don't want to be anywhere near a tornado. We had that. There was a possibility of one inch size hail. There was a possibility of winds up to 60 miles per hour. And very little of that happened today. So I actually feel well, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. We got a little bit of We got a lot of rain. Yeah. We got a lot of rain. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I 
also was uh, out with a friend of mine who, and some of her friends were in town and I met a Canadian who asked if we have guests on our show because he was mm-hmm. interested in coming on. And last weekend I met a British person who said, do you have guests on your show? He was also interested in coming on, but both of them have never seen past Degrassi High. So I was like, they're well, in- it, you can come on in 10 years when we get back to that, but it's going to take a while. They're not invited. They're not invited. They're not invited. But we're not here to talk about who's invited, who's mm. not invited. We're not here to talk about whack-a-mole or the lack of rain. All I can say is that my life is pretty plain. Great song. Great song. Are you a big Blind Melon fan? I like the first Blind Melon album. I like Tones of Home, and I like... Just afraid of change. The singles, basically. Mm-hmm. I like a no rain though. What it's what a tune. It is. A I just dis- I distinctly remember that being like the most popular song in the world when it came out initially. What a hot track it was. I just was a little young for it. I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention when it came out. Wanna keep my cheeks dry today? Hey. Shannon Hoon. Have I talked about my? When I used to work at SNL, my mm-hmm. at the time my boss was um, a guy named Steve Higgins. He's the producer of the show. He's still there. Mm-hmm. He'll die there. He will literally die there. <laughs> um, and he, he used to always say, uh, like if someone had headphones on or something, they were like mm-hmm. walking, he would like pull a headphone out of someone's ear and he goes, hey, what are you listening to, Shannon Hoon? And he would always, his go-to <laughs> musician Hoon. was, and I always thought that was so funny because first of all, Shannon Hoon was dead, never put out any solo albums. Yeah, yeah. And he would always, what do you got? What, what, are you, what are you on to today? A little bit of Shannon Hoon? <laughs> it's one of the funniest, I think the funniest jokes. Oh man, yeah. I I never really listened to anything beyond that song because they didn't have any other hit singles and yeah. I never First owned an, their album uh, but I know a few people who are were like big Blind Melon fans Really? Well, yeah. I didn't go much past the, the first album but then there's a second album called Soup which is like a since like many years later considered like a classic by many mm-hmm. many people mm-hmm. many many people Many many. I don't, people. I, I don't know it particularly mm-hmm. well. Steve Higgins also, if you would walk somewhere, if, if, cause you pick up mail, you'd get mail mm-hmm. at the office. Like if you mm-hmm. were a famous person, there'd be boxes and stuff. And if you had mail, like a box, for example, he would, and you walked by him, he would go, Hey, would you get some kick ass in the mail? And he'd take it and then shake it. Like just shake the <laughs> shit out of it. Like, and it could have been some nice things. Yeah. yeah. Hey, would you How get some old do you think mail? he was <laughs> when you worked when, for him? He was 50 at least. And okay. so that was, yeah, p- fucking a long time ago. He's old as fuck. He, yeah. and he's the announcer on Fallon. Steve. Higgins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the funniest people in the world. Did I like him as a boss? I would say uh, definitively no. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was very funny. There were things sometimes that he would say that I would just be like, "God damn!" <laughs> but he was an asshole. But funny, shaking all your packages and asking if you liked Blind Melon. Shannon Hoon, not Blind Melon. That's the comedy. <laughs> just, just That's Shannon what Hoon. makes it funny. That's what yeah. makes it funny. What do you got? What's, what's on there, Shannon? What do you got on the news tape, Shannon Hoon? Also the timing of it, too. Like, <laughs> 10 years after he died. <laughs> and he, every time it would surprise me. Mm-hmm. Like, Which I you shouldn't be you, surprised by it at some point. No. 
So Shannon Hoon. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Shannon Hoon. We're here to talk about Degrassi, the next generation. More specifically, this two-parter. Degrassi, the next generation, episode 911 and 912. These are the 11th and the 12th episodes of the ninth season of Degrassi, the next generation. 174 and 175th proper episodes because of all the two-parters like this. It's actually the 140th and the 141st episode of Degrassi, the next generation. Name of the episode is Heart Like Mine. Heart Like Mine is, we're getting into some weird weird territory where it's hard to figure out who these songs are by. Yeah, Heart Like Mine Mine is a Miranda Lambert song, which came out around the time of the episode, but it's- It's definitely not named for that, because that wasn't even a single. Do you want to know a funny thing? It was a single two years later. Yeah, I ha- I am a member of a record club that sends me records mm-hmm. that, and I don't I don't get to pick. Mm-hmm. I love it, and they just sent me that specific Miranda Lambert album that has that <laughs> song on. It. I just mm-hmm. got it in the mail last week. I love that album, by the way. But this is not that. We're going with the Bee Gees. It was a Bee Gees song in the nineties. Yeah. And I don't think we've talked about the Bee Gees yet. I so was trying Ray. to think back because I was like, have we really not talked about the Bee Gees? But there's not been in a Bee Gees episode that I can find. So I didn't look it up, but I, I don't remember yeah. talking about the Bee Gees. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to do it. Rachel. Mm-hmm. <sighs> What's your favorite Bee Gees song? Uh, hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> Have I ever told you that if I were to ever have a wedding, I wanted to have a 70s wedding? We've talked about it on the podcast. I thought See, so. And that's why have... I was like, why have we not talked about the Bee Gees? Listen, we might have talked about the Bee Gees. We have been doing yeah. this podcast for literally 29 years. Yeah. It's so I don't know how tell. you could expect for us to remember mm-hmm. everything we've talked about on here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But yeah. I do remember you talking about a disco 70s uh, wedding. Yes. And I just love, I mean, Bee Gees songs are great dance songs for those partnered dances that you do in competitions. To win, you know, so you can believe you can boogie. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, that's why this probably is the Bee Gees. This song, probably why this is the Bee Gees. Um, it's hard to say which one is my favorite because there's a lot of songs that I'm like, I like that song. I would leave it on if it came on on the radio. That's kind of like my barometer for the Bee Gees. Like, um, you don't love the Bee Gees, is what you're telling me, but you like them. No, 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 I like them enough. So there's like certain songs that I'm like, yes, great song, but like. Not every song would I leave it. Like, Staying Alive, I'm not going to leave the radio on for. What? That is crazy to Because I've heard it too much. That's only... I'm not saying that it's a bad song. I've just heard it too much. I I love for, like, a little less dancey of a song. I love More Than a Woman. I Mm -hmm, love that scene in Saturday Night Fever. Um, And then I guess... Which scene? The scene when he's like, you hit my hair. That part? That's the part you're talking about? (laughs) I love that too. That's great. It's the, you know the part where they're talking about the the Verrazano Narrows. Uh, no, it's like they do a dance together. I to know. It. <laughs> it's the fucking cornerstone of the whole movie. I know the scene. <laughs> the centerpiece of the damn movie. I know the scene. Oh, it's the part where his friend falls off the bridge. I love the scene though, where he's literally sitting on a park bench with her looking at the bridge and like waxing poetic about it. And I'm just like, who else loves this bridge this much? Like, I really like that bridge a lot too. <laughs> like, I love this. Um, Where, what were they doing though? When they were talking about, where were they? They, they were, were sitting on like one of those sitting ben- on a park bench. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> he walked right into that. 
<laughs> I did walk right into that. Aqualung. Um, I think that my favorite of the dancier songs, though, is You Should Be Dancing, because it really implies that, like, not only is this a dance song, but, like, if you're not dancing, something must be wrong with you. <laughs> you should be dancing. <laughs> I agree. My favorite yeah. PG song is is uh, "Heart Like Mine" from mm. the. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I've never. I was like this. after you were like, I don't think there's any songs that are. I love this. it. Heart. It's just it gets me going. It gets me moving to where I want to go. Moving and grooving. You can tell that there's a heart like mine. It beats all day, beats all night. Oh, that's, that's when John Travolta walks down the streets with the paint cans. <laughs> it's a heart like mine. You should have a heart like mine. Um, you know, what did you say? You Um, should be dancing. You should be dancing and more than a woman. How deep is your love, though? You love you seem like a jive talking person to me. Oh, jive talking is really, really good. (laughs) How deep is your love is really fucking great. I know it's not like a a fun one. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's very slow. So I think you have to pick a slow song and a faster song. Well, you only picked one, so no, I, I picked pick... two. I picked a slow song and a faster song. More than a woman is not a slow song. Well, it's not a fast. It's not a dancey song, though. Well, they fucking dance to it in the movie. I know, but they dance to it in like a very calm way. They weren't sweating at the end they of were it. Calm like, dancing. what's yeah? What's the song? You don't like. That you're not. A, you don't like you... calm dancing. What's like gonna go on your running playlist? Well, that You're going to tell me I don't run. That would su- su- presuppose that I run. I don't do that. Um, I need a faster beat. I don't know, dog. How Deep Is Your Love is probably my favorite, if I'm saying, if I'm mm-hmm. saying the truth. But I don't mm-hmm. know. Staying Alive is great. I can't believe you turned Staying Alive off if it came on the radio. Well, I probably would song. turn it off if it was back in the phase when I listened to a lot of CBS FM and they would play it like at least a couple times a day. And I probably heard it one of those times. And Cousin like, Brucey? Hmm? Did you have Cousin Brucey or was that just New York? Did Cousin Brucey transcend New York? Oh, I only listened to CBS FM in New York, but in like the last 10 years. So, so not so cousin. No, Bruce, no. I'm going to go with how deep is your love? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I know that this is like some kind of a sacrilege thing for you, but I'm going to okay. go with how deep is your love? I like that song a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like a big, I don't really know anything outside of like those five Saturday night fever songs. Mm-hmm. Staying alive. How deep is your love? More than a woman drive talking. You should be dancing. What am I missing? See, I, I don't think I know. I mean, I bet you if I'd hear like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, obviously heart like a wheel, heart like mine. Heart like I a love, wheel. <laughs> I love heart. heart like a wheel is a movie with a freaking movie. Um, night fever. I said, did I not say that? That's I don't think you said one. night fever. Night fever, night fever. You know how to do it. The thing I love about the Bee Gees is that they sing so high that I can sing down an octave and it's still like well within my range. <laughs> That's good. So yeah, the Bee Gees are with whatever. I'm not like a big giant Bee Gees guy. They're fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. But I like pop music, so I guess I like it fine. It's not my thing, but I like a spectacle and a good theme. Which is why I want the light up dance floor at the wedding I'm not gonna have. I like Wyclef. So Mr. Funkmaster, pump the Bee Gees and all you college <laughs> students play your Ouija's. Check the spelling R-E-F-U-G-E. Get the C D from Sam Goody. 
Remember that one? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sam Goody. His... Also remember Sam Goody. <laughs> that was from uh, Let. He also says, Let Me Clear My Throat. He steals that from that song, too. Um, mm-hmm. That was a great song. That was. The... Actually, that is a really good song. That's his like one fucking dope as hell uh, uh, solo track. Yeah, his only one that I like. I don't know any other. When are we going to get to a Wyclef episode? Well, we'll get to the Fugees. The Fugees are another level. I love mm-hmm. the fucking Fugees. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to them, I'm sure. How deep is your love? Is it deeper than the ocean? Right? Yeah, how or deep is, is your love? My personal love? Mm-hmm. Pretty shallow. Shallow. <laughs> Stars Born, remember? I do. I do remember it. That song's better than any fucking Bee Gees song. <laughs> How about the Beatles? How do the Beatles compare to the Bee Gees? Not Crowded House, because we already know where they come in. So much better. I was listening to a lot of Crowded House this weekend. <laughs> <clears throat> and I was coming to the conclusion that they're just inherently better than the Beatles. Um, I think the Beatles are better than the Bee Gees, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. But they did different things. Yeah. The Bee Gees are very one note. And that note is disco. Yeah, disco. I watched that Bee Gees documentary. It was great. If you haven't seen it. I haven't. Where is it? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was like a Showtime movie like last year. It was really, really good. Okay. But. Oh, we mm-hmm. did it. We're not here to talk about. Yeah, so, we already did that. No, that was now for... we're all set. That was fun. Heart like mine. Mm-hmm. Why do you think this episode was called Heart Like Mine? It should have been called Bum Bum Bum. Now tell me what have you done? Calm down. Casey's got a gun. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> Casey's got a gun. Should have stayed up the sun. <laughs> what did that coach do? He made him watch porn the hotel. And then they drank some fucking beers. And then crazy Casey went inside. <laughs> was Steven Tyler just here? I think Steven Tyler was here. He watched some porno in the hotel. Oh my God. <laughs> Casey's got a gun. Doom, 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 doom. What did that net pervert coach do? <laughs> <laughs> the bruise went down a little too easy, and now Casey's got a hangover. But the coach, he bought him a jacket. <laughs> My only problem with your rendition of the song is that there's not enough scatting in it. Well, there's not too much scatting in. in I know, but I'm not really feeling Steven Tyler. Just for good measure, Steven can't leave without doing a little bit of the zibbity bibbity bibbity bibbity. Oh, yeah, good, good. I would pay $56 to go see Aerosmith like tomorrow if I had if, like if it was option. Like here's fi- if What if I- it were what if it were 59.50? I'd pay it. I'd pay okay. it, I think. I think I'd pay it. Not that like I'm a big Aerosmith fan, but I just feel like that would be fun. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of shows that I would go see just because they sound fun. Cuz I don't like listen to Aerosmith, but you would know literally every single song that they yeah. play yeah. and it would be fun and you'd be like jamming along. So this is a two-parter, a famous Degrassi two-parter. 
But it's one of those ones that have separate B stories. Yes. Neither of which have very much going on, both of which I think we could probably do in a minute. We might even be able to do both of them in a minute. Whoa, that is optimistic. I think we do them both in a minute and a half. Mm. You think? Two minutes. I think we need Well, that would just be a minute each. Yeah, that would be about a minute each. Yeah, because I think I want to spend a little bit of time on Marco. I'm back at the day to teach you the clay. Oh, no, wait. Just Just for that reasoning. Marco is a back. I'm so proud of him. He's a teacher right in his own the alma mater. <laughs> alma mater. That means a school that you graduate from. It's an alma mater. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Del Rossi. Thank you. It is nice to see you. You want to be to host the show with you today? The whole show? The whole show. Well, I mean, are you trying to say that we should just do the B and the C story, get it out of the way? No, I'm not saying that. I'll talk about the A story, too. I love to talk about this creepy coach of cars. And he's in there trying to make a little boy, little boy watch a pornography in the room. In the room? I tell you, there is a room. We have a room. And when we go into the room, we do not watch a pornography. We eat the pizza. We eat the salam. We eat the scongeal. And we eat the sow. <laughs> which may you may think is a cow. <laughs> but it is not. It is sauce. S-O-W. It is a grave. You eat the grave. Which is said is like a gravy. <laughs> we eat chi. <laughs> I eat the chi. I eat the mozzarella chi. I eat the provolone chi. Uh-huh. And I eat the eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> so the midgets, I guess we're allowed to call them that, make it to the provincial finals, which for some reason just sounded hilarious to me. And I know There's, it's the provinces. It's like the so regionals. Many- there's so many buzzer beaters at this fucking basketball. Every one of these games is one with the last shot. Fuck yeah, it. which Lots makes me wonder, I'm like, are they that good? Like, do they need to be high better? drama? This time, KC sunk a bucket. KC's good at basketball. Mm-hmm. KC's good at basketball, and he likes playing basketball and having something to do. Because apparently, both of his parents are in jail for drugs. We found out. Yeah, we mm-hmm. found out they're in jail. He mm-hmm. tells the kind Coach Carson about it. Yeah. And he's definitely kind of getting feelings for Jenna, and it's becoming more obvious to Claire. And I feel bad for Claire in this situation. Yeah, Claire is not bad so far at all. So, yeah, no. I totally feel bad for her. Yeah, and it's like her boyfriend, and he's being extra nice to Jenna, who's being very flirty to her friend's boyfriend. Yeah, Jenna sucks. Yeah. In this scenario, Jenna sucks. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I didn't steal anybody. You did. You absolutely. Yeah, well, you I guess did. you didn't steal. It takes two to tango, as they say. Mm-hmm. That means like it take. I don't know if you've ever heard that. It, it takes, takes two, two to, to tango. tango and one creepy coach to meddle. <laughs> because oh, yeah. he also told yeah. him he like did. to break up with Claire to go out with Jenna. Yeah, he was like that. Before he gave him a beer and he gave his prostitute a Smirnoff ice. Dude, it wasn't. What was that? It was. I don't know. It was clear. It was. She was like, he was like, do you want to drink? And she was like, you know, I do. And he gave her a clear bottle. I was like, what Mm -hmm. the fuck? I thought you were going to like make her a drink. Also, why the fuck is this guy staying in a hotel? I don't know. And he's like, 
after I was literally as this was going on, he was like, after the season, I'm out of here. I always got to like keep moving. And I was like, I can't, if I sort of like want the spinoff show of this guy being like a career criminal who just like pulls into town and mm-hmm. fucking like coaches a basketball team and then like robs the bank. Like, I don't want <laughs> Is this like your next Killing Eve and it's like Melissa DeMarco going after him? Melissa DeMarco. Um, Yes. My thing about this guy is, so we're jumping ahead, but everybody's Mm -hmm. seen it. It doesn't matter. We don't have to go beat for beat through Mm -hmm. the show. So he gives him alcohol. He watches porn with him. Mm Mm-hmm. And he has a gun in his glove compartment for some reason. There's like, okay, we called this as soon as we met him. We're like, this guy's creepy. He's going to be something bad is going to happen with him. And it totally did. But it was not what I was expecting. It was like, like what weirdly I was like, what exactly is going on here? Like, is he into like, does he is, is he grooming him? But then KC just gets wise to it too quickly. I guess that's kind of what's happening. But yeah. are we are we to believe? Because also he's like, hey, why don't you take your new girlfriend to my hotel room and fuck? And then he walks in on them and he's like, oh, sorry, don't mind me. Like, it's very. And then confused. he takes his shirt off in front he's of so, him. He's so then... bad at this. Like, yeah. he's not discreet at all. No, not at all. But he did do that thing where, like, he did target a, you know, kid with no parents mm-hmm. in a group home, someone who, like, probably wouldn't be necessarily taken too seriously, unless, of course, he is under the watchful eye of kind, kind-hearted adults like Miss Hot, Sue Lockus, and mm-hmm. Archibald Snake Simpson. I thought that Casey was going gonna to get kicked out of his home. Ooh. Because mm-hmm. he stayed like past curfew, and even the coach that he called, I was just like, "Did he really call? Did he make that up? I don't know." Coach is definitely grooming him because he bought. So the other thing, but that like grooming is, him for what exactly? <laughs> I'm very well, I think probably for something. Well, so l- look at all the things that happened. So he, after the game, they are they're they're in the provincial. What is it? What did you call them? The provincial the pro- finals. Provincial finals. So there are team jackets purchased. Mm-hmm. Casey can't afford one. He buys him one. Mm-hmm. He takes him aside and gives him like romance advice, which is like, dude, you're 15 years old. You're supposed to be like looking at all these girls. He's becoming mm-hmm. a friend. He's like more of a friend. And then he like gives them alcohol. And he's like, it's okay, man. We're br- Don't tell anybody on the team. Mm-hmm. So the question is that those are all. And then he takes his shirt off around him, but then he also tries to get him to have sex with a female prostitute. So I'm right. like, what? That's where I'm like, wait, what's going on exactly? I'm a well, little then confused. it's like, then he like owes him something, right? Because yeah. he's like, I brought you into this thing. I paid for this prostitute. And that's when KC like loses it. And he's like, I'm out of here. I'm not having sex with this prostitute. Sex mm-hmm. worker. I'm sorry. Sex worker. That's what we're supposed to call. Although they that's, really I'm made... just saying Casey called her a prostitute. I'm not, I, I don't they made the sex was. worker very devious. She was yeah. like in on, she was like with him at, at, um, the unveiling of the jackets. She was like at, in the parking lot. I was mm-hmm. like, what's happening here? He, he's very, it's a very strange. Yeah. He's got like this fancy car, but yet he's staying in a really shitty hotel and he's got a gun in his car and it doesn't make any sense to me as to why. 
he's showing yeah. Casey the gun. And and of course, the bit about like, I'm leaving at the end of the season. I got to keep moving. Yeah. Suggesting that he does things in yeah. places and leaves them. I feel like they did not. They edited out a scene that we could have used. Because I get the feeling that like. It was almost I don't know what it was like, I don't feel like he was into him. I don't think mm-hmm. it was like he was trying to like groom KC to like sleep with him. It was mm-hmm. almost more like be his accomplice in something. Yeah. Like I was wondering if it was more like I need someone to like leave this town with me mm-hmm. and fucking like rob banks or some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. like it felt so much more like I, so I'm going to give him I'm giving him booze, I'm letting him watch porn, I'm giving him a sex yeah. worker to sleep with. I mean, yeah, maybe this is smarter than we realize and we're just here expecting the real straightforward pervy stuff and it, this is like going up to a whole other level. It's a hilarious thing is, is that and obviously we don't know, but I would not be surprised if we never, ever hear about this story again, again, again. I don't think we will. I don't think we will. But don't you think like so he gets arrested at the end because Casey. Mm-hmm. So this set piece, Casey runs from the hotel room. Basically, the other thing that should be pointed out, so Jenna who was in the room with Casey when this guy the like the room she was in the room eh, she, that is a very not that is not the kind of room that I have I have a nice <laughs> room where everybody is appropriate I'm not the saying that the suckers on the door and that the nothing bad ever happens not bad it's not bad sex is not bad but sometimes the things happen but the things that happen with the people who are of the same age range and the consensual <laughs> it is all very nice it is very 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 nice there's no kink of shame I'm not the saying that I'm just saying it is a nice and a good and you know one's going to go to jail for it thanks mr del rossi mm-hmm. oh you're welcome pat it's nice to see you i haven't been around no, i know it's always great to see you too so the next day all the basketball kids because this all happens on the night of a what was it it was like the like a dance no it was a banquet It was like a kind of some sort of celebration for the midgets. I'm sorry. I have to keep saying it because they said it just the way that like Casey said prostitute. I have to keep saying it. That's what he said. Um, You don't have to keep saying it. You could say the junior varsity. (laughs) It's one of those things that like I didn't think about it that much when I heard it the first time. But then you pointed out to me and now I can't hear it. I texted (laughs) it to you because I was like, I can't believe they're just saying this word. Because I it's didn't like, even hear it. I heard it one time. I didn't hear it the other time it was said. It's like in the classic Lifetime movie, She's Too Young, when Miriam McDonald oh, says that her sister's bad homework was our word. Yeah. Um, for everyone out there who's not on Patreon, our bonus episode this month is a classic retelling of the Miriam-Catherine joint, She's Too Young. <laughs> There's no retelling. We literally just watched it and then told you what happened in it. That's what the Which, retelling is. Which inexplicably co-stars recent Oscar winner Marsha Gay Harden, <laughs> which I still cannot wrap my head around how Reason she's Recent to in the time of the movie, not to today. Yes, she won an Oscar three years before appearing in She's Too Young, starring Harry McDonald. You know, actors um, gotta work. No, that is true. That is true. Everybody needs a paycheck. So he he's he goes to they're at a banquet and Basically, Dom Perignon, no, sorry, Dom Perignon, it's not him, it's Coach Carson. 
Coach Carson is not mm-hmm. the same person. Dom no. Perignon like yelled at Derek. Dom Perignon is emotionally abusive. I'm not really sure if this is emotional or physical or what. I mean, I guess this is just really emotional abuse as well. This is very inexplicably untoward, I guess. Mm-hmm. So this is where so earlier on Casey is confides in Coach Carson. He's like, my girlfriend's like always r- riding my ass. Like she's always mad at me because there's like this car wash mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the car wash is Jenna, Casey, and Claire. Yeah, it's to benefit the basketball team. Which which basketball team? The JV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying here. I'm trying. And so there's a lot of flirting going on between Casey and Jenna. Like Casey, it's so obvious. With Claire right there. And Claire is understandably upset by this. This is her boyfriend and her fucking friend on top of it. That's why Jenna sucks to me. Because like, here's the thing. I'm not begrudging Jenna being into Casey and I'm not Mm -hmm. begrudging Casey being into Jenna. But the thing is, is like, if I guess they're kids, so they're never going to do this. But like, you owe it to the person who you do consider a friend Mm -hmm. To like either A, not do it, or B, be like, I'm gonna do it, but here's why, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so Casey tells the coach, and the coach is like, dude, it's fine. You gotta like look at other girls, man. You're just 15 years old. And then they go to the banquet, and he tells the coach that he broke up. Oh, first of all, before they go to the banquet. Mm-hmm. Casey doesn't get a jacket because he can't afford one. But then Mm -hmm. he's back at the group home where he lives and Mm -hmm. he's getting ready for the banquet. And we see the guy who I guess runs the group home and Mm -hmm. he sees Casey come downstairs in his outfit and he says to him, hey, nice pants. (laughs) That to me is so funny. Nice pants. Hey, nice pants. Nice pants. And it's like, okay, cool. Thank you. And then he sh- he's like, your coach came by. He left this here. Did he? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, he bought me that. Ooh, see, mm-hmm. buying gifts, buying gifts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Red flag. This guy's mm-hmm. a lot of red flags. They go to the banquet. He tells, uh, I almost called him Don Perignon again. It's not. They are similar. <laughs> yeah, coach are. Carson, I broke up with my girlfriend. And he's like, take the key to my room and go upstairs to my room. And fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> It's so weird. And so like Jenna and Casey willingly go and have like a weird closed mouth kiss. Yeah, it was not. And Coach Carson walks in on them. Yeah. And he's like, you got to go, Jenna, because I got to talk basketball with Casey. Mm -hmm. Casey spends the night. They drink a lot of beer. They watch porn together. Betty does. Bucharest or something like that. Did you write Barcelona? Barcelona. And um, and the next day, so he wakes up, he's hungover, he goes to school. Jenna's like, dude, that was fucking weird. <laughs> like, she's no way, man. Coach is cool. That's what he says. Yeah. And I mean, we glossed over this a little bit, but before all of this, like the coach essentially told Casey that he should break up with Claire. And so he mm-hmm. did. And I feel for Claire. I feel really bad for Claire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's getting it from both sides because it's like she's losing her boyfriend and she's also going to lose a friend, which is a bummer. Yeah. So 
Jenna's like, dude, this is fucking weird. He walked in on us and he gave us his room. He's a fucking coach. But then the boys from the basketball team were like, oh my God, I can't believe you hung out with coach all night. That's so cool. He's so mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. So all of this hotel room stuff with Casey and coach Carson was fucking creepy. Yeah. And I couldn't watch it. Like I kept having to kind of like look away going, what's going to happen? Because I just was expecting the worst. And then it was just very bizarre and it was never quite what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But it made me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. It was super creepy. And again, like you said, it was super creepy, but like to what end I'm unsure Mm -hmm. because it was like, and I mean, this will be his defense. He's like, he says this, he goes, I never touched you. And that's true. He did. But you're an adult. You're an adult. But also, and, what did he want from him? I'm still so confused about that, too. It's like a he has he has power over him. Yeah, he's his fucking coach. And mm-hmm. he's like, let's watch porn. That's yeah. And drink, weird. drink a couple of beers. And he was super hungover the next day. And he comes into school and he has to like puke in a trash can when they have a pep rally outside. Um, but he also like loves the attention that he's getting from him, too. And Jenna yeah. is so on to Coach Carson, you know, and she's right. like saying all this stuff about like why this is wrong and all. Also, very important point was that in the very, very, very beginning of this episode, Allie is standing up for Claire and bitching out Jenna. That's yeah, the best like, way to put it. <laughs> she's like, sorry, she- <laughs> go back to Alberta and tip a cow. <laughs> I know. It was just very funny. I really I'll be I was very like, honest. Allie, what a good friend. It was almost enough to get Allie MVD, if I'm being yeah. honest. That's how, <laughs> that's how great it was. Yeah. So he goes back to the hotel, and, the, and, and we talked about this. I almost called him Don Perignon again. Mm-hmm. Coach Carson <laughs> says. Coach Carson Daly. Coach Carson Daly. Coach Carson Daly. Jesus Christ. Coach Carson Daly comes out and said, and buys him a sex worker that he's going to fuck. And she's like, but he's also 18, that he right? introduces his girlfriend earlier at the car wash. Shit is so weird. Also, this, we didn't even talk about the fact that like Jenna's half brother was there with his very muddy car because they go mudding. Yeah. Jenna said it was awesome. And she was like, he should come Casey. And he was like, of course <laughs> I would love to. Who wouldn't? That sounds like a blast. And she's in a bikini. And Claire's like, I don't like this. Claire's where I mean, let's because she's in a bikini. Claire is wearing a one piece and a flannel. Yeah, like a speedo with a flannel over it. I love I really I don't know, man. I really like Claire. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have I have really no reason to dislike this person at all so far. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't go south, but I seriously, Rach, come on. Yeah. Oh no, no. I loved this. This was great. She's totally great. Like there's nothing and she's not even like all of this bad she shit annoyed me more before. And she also seems like genuinely concerned about Casey at the end when he does the mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm sorry. Like the, I'm going to go kill myself kind of thing. Yeah. Which yeah. we have to talk about that too, because that was a weird thing going on. Mm-hmm. So he's not excited about potentially sleeping with this, uh, sex worker. And he gets very mad at Coach Carson because now everybody was right. Also, she also says, you're sure he's 18, right? And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, why? What is he doing? And he also feels so seen by Coach Carson Daly. (laughs) (laughs) Coach Carson Kresley. (laughs) Really just Coach Johnny Carson. (laughs) 
which Carson deserves this. I know this terrible name. It would be Carson Daly, I would say, of all of those three Carsons that we've said. Oh, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson was a piece of shit, though. Johnny Carson, like, fucking blacklisted Joan Rivers from his show because she, like, took her own show. So fuck him. Mm. Johnny Carson here. It's me, Johnny Carson. There you go. (laughs) Coach Carson Daly. What were we saying about him? Um... Casey feels like this is someone who actually gets him. And considering he's had no like parental figures and stuff, I feel for him. Yeah. He's definitely being targeted. Like everything about Casey is like down on his luck. Casey looks like a younger coast cart coast. Daily. I can't say it every time I try to say it. So Casey leaves the room, he, the hotel. He's like, I mm-hmm. can't believe everybody was right about you. Mm-hmm. And he goes and and then earlier in the episode, uh, he, he coach Carson Daly shows him his gun and he's like, I have a gun. Like, and he says like a great mm-hmm. line and I didn't, did I write it down? No. No, I was too busy writing down lines. Like why did Jane's great aunt Erica have to die this week? <laughs> no running. yeah i was too busy writing down that what are you what are you looking for I, he said what he said the gun he was like something he had like a great line about like power with the gun or something. oh yeah matter. i i didn't even write that down i wrote down why does coach have a gun <laughs> yeah so casey then breaks into the coach's car he yeah which he knows how to do very quickly yeah, you know he's a you know he's a he's, hooligan yeah, he that's the right word. He's definitely a hooligan. Yeah, Casey's a hooligan. So he goes in there, he steals the guy's gun. Now, what the show is making you and he carries it around in a duffel bag that he holds his one hand in, mm-hmm. seemingly clutching the gun. And mm-hmm. what the show is making you believe is mm-hmm. he is going to use this gun on somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, in a school shooting way. Mm-hmm. So he's carrying it around and it seems as though he's going to do something with it. Mm-hmm. But what he ends up doing with it is just giving it to Miss Hatsulakis mm-hmm. and Snake mm-hmm. and saying coach had this in his car. Yeah. And she, uh, he runs into Claire and Claire is worried about him because he seems a little bit off. And then he runs into Snake and Hatsu. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, where's KC? Like, we got to play this game. Yeah, he's the supposed provincial to be provincial finals. Games. Now, so Don, Don Perry, fuck. <laughs> Coach Carson gets arrested. <laughs> Only the 15th time. It's not Don Why Perignon. do I think this is You're the You're just person. so ready to talk about the B story is the problem. Yeah. Um. So they arrest him. And Casey is sitting with uh, Hatsulakas mm-hmm. and Archie. And I'm thinking about how much I want this to like come back. I want to like find out what happens to him. But mm-hmm. I assume we're never going to find out. Yeah. And I, I, I still have so many questions. Like, what was his next move? What was he expecting to happen next? I have so many questions about this. I think he was going to take him on a Bonnie and Clyde kind of like a killing spree across uh, across Canada. That's my feeling. Mm-hmm. He was going to jump. They were going to jump in that car, that hot car, mm-hmm. and go uh, trolling down the road. Mm-hmm. How does know. he afford that really nice car on his coaching salary? I don't feel like Coach Anderson Armstrong had a car like that. Well, because he's like a 
he's got some other things going on. Obviously, mm-hmm, he's doing mm-hmm. some kind of like underhanded things. Mm-hmm. I think he's this got guy endless is a, beer and Smirnoff ice or whatever clear bottle of whatever that was. He keeps a cooler in his uh, hotel room, which is a smart mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Because those fridges, they don't, they don't, uh, they don't have a lot of room in them. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but they were going to eat a ten dollar chocolate bar at one point. Oh my god! I know you were so nervous about that. It's like a shitty motel, but also they were like, oh, my God, look, there's a sauna. Yeah, like a whirlpool tub. And clearly there was pay-per-view with Betty Does Barcelona. 15 bucks. Chosen 15 bucks. What a ripoff. Um, So Jenna and Casey kiss at the end of the episode. Charlotte mm-hmm. Stone. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm sorry you had to go through that. I don't remember if that's what she said, but I'm assuming it's something like mm-hmm. that. My question, though, is... Was Casey's intention the whole time to just give the gun to Hatsu Lakas or I think that he thought about shooting the coach because he definitely had a moment with Claire where he was like you said, we already talked about it quickly. Mm -hmm. He's sorry for everything. And that kind of suggests that, like, he knows he's going to do something that he'll regret. Mm -hmm. And he just wants her to know that. Yeah, because he does run into him. He in the locker room and. That's when he calls him scum and a pervert. And Coach Carson Daly says, I never touched you. Um, we're yeah. going to get a libel lawsuit for saying Coach Carson Daly. <laughs> we'll just that change it to Coach Johnny Carson. We'll be fine. That He's pervert dead. Coach Carson Daly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's when he he doesn't really know what to do. And so he kind of leaves the locker room. And that's when he runs into Hatsu and Snake, who look concerned because Casey looks like a mess. Yeah, I like how in tune they are with yeah. like it's Snake especially is always just like so in tune because they're like, the he best just principles. He knows something's wrong. They they're are the, the best, best principles of Degrassi times. They are the best principles of Degrassi times. Um, and then yeah, that's really it. Yeah. yeah so we don't know what's going to happen. I hope I hope we hear about it, again, but there's a good chance we won't. No, I don't. I think this is the end of Coach Carson Daly, though, which is good because he can't really act very well. And then on top of it, he's awful. He's pretty good sleaze, I thought. I thought he was a relatively He was better believable in this sleaze. than he was in earlier episodes. Right. Yeah, I don't know. He kind of like ticked his box, though. We kind of mm-hmm. like knew he was mm-hmm. going to be a sleaze. Mm-hmm. What do they call the police in Canada? Mounties. Yeah, the Mounties came at the end, right? Oh, they're horses. <laughs> the Mounties showed up and they got him. <laughs> they put him in the old hoose. The hoose gal. Oh, no. They dumped him in the hoose gal. I don't know what exactly he get. He goes to jail for. Like I, Owning a gun? Like, and then a teenager I mean, stole it out of your car? That's the other thing. I was like, you went and broke into his car to steal this. It's contraband. You took it mm-hmm. like you could technically get like if he has a registration for this thing, mm-hmm. you could be in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. For taking it. Yeah. Well, he what he should go to jail for is giving Casey that terrible beer. Gave him such a hangover. Well, they can. They, they had a bunch. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Casey never drank before. Have we seen Casey drink before? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. He's a hooligan, so he might have. 
when KC did break up with Claire, though, it was some gaslight and bullshit, if we're being honest, oh, which we didn't really was, talk about. Yeah, I kind of wanted to get into that. It was some gaslight and bullshit. It was, you're not happy with me. You're never happy. We should break up because you want to mm-hmm. fucking break up. Mm-hmm. So you put it all on her. That was some bullshit to be. Yeah, fair. that was that was real bullshit. And I oh, poor Claire. She like pointed out that Jenna was flirting with him. Miss Flirty Flirt is how Claire put it. She's right. And Casey like rubbed it off. Well, like you're the problem. And it's yeah. What? Totally. OK, I'm just trying to have fun. You maybe he literally says, like, maybe you could try it sometimes. Not literally, because I don't know that's exactly what he said. But mm-hmm. it was along those lines of like, yeah, maybe you could ever have fun in your life. It's like, I mean, come on. Claire's wearing a Speedo with a flannel. She's she's having her own fun. She's having her own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but before all the shit happened with Coach Carson, I was like very upset. I was like, oh, this fucking piece of shit, Casey. I don't mm-hmm. like this guy gaslighting motherfucker he doesn't even realize he's gaslighting he's just like doing what a teenager would do to get out of a situation that he wasn't happy yeah also after an adult that he admires tells him that's the right thing to do yeah he does admire him that is true which i feel bad a b story wow was that that was very subdued for a marco story Jenny sign the feather. My favorite. The movie is a B movie. <laughs> so before we get into it, I do have to uh, thank one of the broomheads, Kyle, for pointing out that we should watch a mini before we watch this episode because it points to like when Holly J and Marco would have like met each other. This Did you watch mi- it? Yes. This mini is called Queen Bees, and it's mostly just Paige and Holly J shit talking each other. Yeah, Marco's um, there though. Marco's there, but I'm like, I feel like they like Degrassi missed a thread where I'm like, we could have seen more of an establishing of a friendship between yeah. Marco and Holly J. Degrassi was like, you know what? Let's just pretend and everyone is, will believe yeah. it. Yeah, and it's you fine. know what? I don't. I didn't. I didn't think twice about it. I was like, oh, I guess they were friends. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't. Even, I really. I definitely like. I had, I a, had moment a moment earlier today where I was like. When I was watching this and I was like, did I miss like an episode somewhere along the way where they were same <laughs> talking about this I, more? And I was like, nope, I don't think so. I did definitely think like, oh, I don't remember them ever being friends, but also I don't fucking care. I guess they're <laughs> like, I can suspend mm-hmm. my disbelief to think that like Marco was around at some point and became friends with Holly J. Oh, Marco, you want to go on a date with Holly J? She is so pretty. You could be her boyfriend. <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot about the D. It's nice to have a reason to do, to say speener and a dealin', you know? Yeah, I yeah. I know you miss saying speener. It's so fun. To do. Isn't it fun? It is. Yeah, it makes me feel good. Go ahead, do it again. Say a speener. A speener. And say, uh, salam. A salam. <laughs> a mortadelle. But I don't, I get like, start to terrible. Get into, I start to get into Tony territory. <laughs> you like, no, you so, and like, I can't is, do, I can't how, do Tony and Mr. Del Rossi. And I don't know which one I'm doing. This is how you just said that. Ready? <laughs> this is my impression of you doing an impression of 
Martin, Mr. Del Rossi saying, oh, Mortadelle. You went like this. Mortadelle? It was like Fran Because <laughs> I was starting to do a Tony thing. You know, hey, Tony. No, I know. Cold pot. Salam. So I was oh, doing it more shouty I'm like crying. that. I'm uh. crying. I'm crying. Mortadelle. <laughs> Here we're just it was like shouting abbreviated Italian foods at each to other. Be fair. We've to turned be fair. into that part of the podcast. You just sounded like I don't know if this will resonate with anybody, even you. Mm-hmm. But when Jim Brewer used to do Joe Pesci on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what you said. Mortadelle. <laughs> hey, he's got Mortadelle. That's what it That's like. very specific. I'm not a Jim Brewer fan. <laughs> no, Jim Brewer sucks. Fuck him. He won't wear a mask. Fucking prick. Uh, Piece of shit. Anyway, Marco is a student uh, teach. Who? Marco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a student, student teacher. Student teach. And yeah, and he's apparently friends best friends with Holly J. <laughs> he called her HJ. Mm-hmm. That's he how you had know to he's go. Friends. Yeah, exactly. Only only Declan and Marco call her HJ. <laughs> And he's going to student teach. He's student teaching under the wing of the great Dom Perignon, who we know. Mm-hmm. Who he Coach keeps Carson. calling Dom like they're Coach. best buds. And Marco thinks he's got this shit all figured out. He's like, hey, listen, I go to teaching school. I know how this works. Mm-hmm. So he gets in the room and the, he's like, I am M- Marco Del Rossi. You can call me Marco. My father is a Mr. Del Rossi. I wish and that then, his dad had just showed up in the classroom when he said that. Yeah. They should have had call me Mr. Del Rossi. And then Fitz, this guy you were talking about earlier, who's not Ethan. Different guy. No, different guy. Fitz Fitz is the one who was friends with Blue and Riley, and he was in the lifeguard class. That's true. And Fitz was like, is your dad also a a short, so short or something like that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Marco was like, oh, you know what they say? Short people have bigger brains or something. And then like the kids liked him. Yeah, he's like, oh, I know how to balance that being their friend versus and also like being like a good teacher. I'm cool, but I'm also the teach, the student teach. Cool. And Holly J, HJ, uh, congratulates him for rocking the class bar. Awful. I was like, who wrote this? It almost made me turn. Michael Grassi wrote the second episode, but he did not write the first episode. (laughs) Michael Degrassi? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, we got to hire him. His fucking name sounds like our show. I can't. What are we going to do? It's like, we don't he wrote, hire He wrote him. 912, not 911. If we don't hire oh, thanks. Hey, that's the number. Never forget. I um, say that way too often. Um, uh, so Rock the Class Ball legitimately made me almost turn fully on Holly J. Mm-hmm. You were like, was never like, again. That's it. Never forget. I'm never going to forget. Rock the class ball. <laughs> you really rocked the class ball. Holly oh. J would never She, she gave that. that compliment to try to ask for an extension on a paper. Because she wanted to go to the banquet. Mm-hmm. And she just has and, too much to do. And if she didn't get the extension, she wouldn't be able to go to the banquet. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so then Dom Perignon is like, you can't give extensions. It's like, you think I'm going to spend my whole, this guy is, I love Don Perignon. And I said this, oh no, I don't know who I used to say this about. Oh, I used to say it about Dan Woods all the time. Mm-hmm. Dan Woods, Don Perignon, they're like, I just want to get to the fucking weekend. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, I just yeah. want to get away from, 
give me my weekend. And that's what he's like. He's like, you think I'm going to grade papers all weekend because you're afraid to stand up to these kids? Mm-hmm. No dice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what, so what happened was that Holly J then thought that also meant Declan got an extension and then everyone yeah. else in the class found out and they're like, wait, we get, we don't have to turn this paper until tomorrow. Yeah. And Sav was like, oh, awesome. I can fucking play stewed songs all the time. I don't know. Yep. Let me play the same Ford stewed songs for two hours. Sorry, um, Janie and the studs. So. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so. um, He's like, no, 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 no. Nobody gets an extension because he doesn't want to piss off Don Perignon. Mm-hmm. And then. um, They show up at the dot. Mm hmm. Which I forgot how addictive the Dots coffee is. That was in the Oh mini. my god, yeah. He has like another espresso from Spin. A spinner. Oh! What a tell. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> Fran Drescher. <laughs> Mr. Sheffield. Um, so they go to the dot and mm-hmm. Holly J sees Marco and she's like, I know you have to pretend like I'm one of the kids, but I'll get you the paper tomorrow. And he's like, oh no, no. Oh wait, no, he gives in then. Right. Mm-hmm. No, 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 he no. doesn't. Yeah. That's, that's when, when he's like, no, I can't do that. And then she's like, Marco, you're such a teacher. Yeah. Okay. Not my I friend. Guess. I mean, I remember the last student teacher. He had an affair with Paige, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, you're right. Hey, Holly J, seriously, that could be Marco. It could be worse. It could be worse. Holly hey, J. Holly J, seriously. That's Mar- Marco. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a blue, seriously. <laughs> I've got the puka shell necklace. <laughs> yeah, so I think he, he does, they have an argument, but then he does give in to her then, and then it's at the banquet that, like, he talks to Dom Perignon and yeah. he finds out that uh, Dom Perignon, like his first class, he brought his guitar to an algebra class and had them all sit in the circle. And he's like, no, I know it. I was there, too. But, you mm-hmm. know, you just have to learn how to be their teacher and not their friend. And then that's when he says to Holly J, like, you know, I need this in by midnight. You have like two hours. But also yeah. he sees Trish the Dish dancing with some guy and he's like, hey, 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 leave room for the Holy Ghost. And she says, what ghost? Trish the Dish is the fucking. <laughs> Not is a my Catholic school. <laughs> Trish the Dish is my favorite character. Yeah. Like hands down. MVD style. Mm-hmm. Just for, <laughs> so, the, yeah. for what ghost? And then she's like, and then he gets a text message from Holly J that's like, sent my essay, so they're fine. Yeah. I guess they're best friends again, even though we didn't know they were friends before now. Yeah, but he was there at the dot when him and her and Paige made jokes about each other. Hun, your skirt is cute, but you're fat. That was basically like all of the jokes. All of them, yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> Meanwhile, no one is fat. No, no. Dom Perignon, I'm liking though. He's kind of coming around for me. I'm I'm into this guy. Yeah, now that he's not emotionally bullying his students. I mean, let's be honest, Derek was kind of an asshole, so I got that's, it. That's fair. Yeah. Derek sucked. 
Here I am condoning bullying. Yep, you're a big bully. You're a big bully yourself. Mm-hmm. Love bullies. <gasps> Could you get the C story? Mm-hmm. Now you do it. Could you get the C story? Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Wait, who said that? Declan said that to Holly J. Because he's Irish. Because he's Irish. When he got her coffee. Yeah, because he's Irish. Mm Mm-hmm. I got you a coffee. Um, This story was, like, stupid. This was a really dumb story. This was not my jam. No, so like, but I wonder if it's setting, it's like planting the seeds for Declan and Fiona's relationship. Yeah, because uh, Declan is really happy with Holly J, and he's got the, sorry, he's got the school musical, and all these other exciting things, and Fiona's got like nothing going on, and so she's kind of shitting on his parade a little bit. Yeah, that's definitely the the (laughs) the catchphrase: shitting on your parade. Just leaning out of a window while the parade You're goes by parade. and shitting on it. Um, that would be fucked up if somebody did that, though. So to be fair, <laughs> shitting on your... It's raining on your parade, but shitting would be worse. Way worse. I mean, like a bird poops on you, you know, but like human feces. Well, they say bird poop is good luck. Yeah, every time a bird has pooped on me, it's like been a terrible day. So I don't think yeah. that that's true. <laughs> I always like say there's also a term like people will be like when something good happens to someone, someone will be like, oh, yeah, they really stepped in shit like as a good thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, but that would be bad because then you'd be like scraping it on the ground and then mm-hmm. you'd have to go get like a fucking skewer and get it out of your shoe things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stepping in shit is not good, but I, that's like a, it's a maybe you've never heard that, but that's the thing that in I've my, never heard it. No, I it's very yeah. re- pre- prevalent in like with my family mm-hmm. oh he really stepped in shit that means a know. good, good that means know. a good that means he really like made out like very lucky like can you believe this guy this guy mm-hmm. won a thousand dollars at the racetrack he really stepped in shit yeah yeah that's my that's my people okay good to know good to know winning money at the racetrack yeah stepping in shit left and right so these people are just rocking the class ball left and right is all i know yeah uh <laughs> Declan is Mr. High School, whereas Fiona's life looks like a Sofia Coppola movie. Who said that? Did that say that in the movie, in the episode, or you're saying that? Declan said that to Fiona. Oh, that's great. I missed yeah. it. I'm mad yeah. I missed it. That, that was like one of, the, one of the few highlights in the story. They're having tryouts for the musical, and the other great thing about this was that Jane was not there because her great aunt Erica died that week. Which, like, why did they feel the need to write Jane off of this episode as if anyone she would have... She must have been busy. That's all I can But, like, out. my whole thing is, like, as if anyone would have been like, well, where's Jane? Yeah. They made well, a Jane, point. But it's the only way that they could get the story to work. Why? Because Jane would have been like, she's not in the musical. There was very little conflict in this story. But, like, the only way to get away with Declan putting her in the musical for a hot second is because Jane's not there. Oh, And because... he has say... Oh, it's their musical. I love that they felt the need to like write a line to explain this away. Whereas like, I really don't think anyone would have cared. Mm-hmm. It was Had a they... dumb story to begin with. Sorry, Michael Grassi, but like, I feel like you could have worked a little Michael. De... Are you talking about Michael DeGrasse? Oh, we have to hire him. He's his name's just like the show. <laughs> um, the thing that's uh, funny about that to me is that like, 
that actually weirdly is thinking ahead. They're yeah. like, they thought like, oh, if Jane's here, it doesn't work. So what'll we do? Oh, just have Sav say her great grandmother's dead. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. make sure it's like a relative who no one would really care if they were dead. That's like what the, that was the line. Oh, just make sure it's like, hey, you know, who gives a fuck? Her great grandmother died. Great aunt. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it great aunt? Her great aunt Erica. Great Aunt Erica, which like I was like, are there great aunts named Erica? Erica is not a great aunt's name. No. 100% not. Erica is like fucking the sex worker in the hotel in the KC story. That's Erica. Yes. Yes. For sure. No, no offense, Erica's. That's a great thing to be. I'm not not shitting on your parade if you're it. Yeah. Don't shit on my parade. Um, uh, Fiona's terrible. She can't sing. In this shed. episode, she's really yeah. bad in this episode. Yeah, well, she's not, not her acting, but her singing is bad. Beautiful dreamer. <laughs> Shantae, they suggested could sing, but I didn't get a lot from that either, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest. What did you think of Shantae? I, I mean, we only saw her sing for a second and I was like, is she good? I don't feel like they gave us enough of her thing that I could get that vibe. I didn't feel like she was particularly good. No, I don't know. Maybe no one on Degrassi can sing except for Hot Peter. Michael maybe Grassi he should maybe Hot Peter should be in this play. I love the show. Michael Grassi, the next generation. <laughs> so. I'm punching now. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, he gives her. Where are we? He gives her the so the he job. gives her the part, and everyone's like, "What?" Uh, okay, but like Declan has the the most say, so they're like trying to get through. She like is forced into a voice lesson that Declan's like, "Everyone has to do it," and she's no better. And then she's like getting fitted for a costume with Anya, who only knows medieval garb, and she's like giving Anya some ideas of what to do. Anya is now only a fucking cosplayer. I love like it. Whole, it's yeah. fine. She liked stickers and now she's a cosplayer. So that's fine with me. Yeah. Um, so Declan decides that he has to tell her that she can't have it and it has to go to Shantae. And then she ends up becoming the wardrobe mistress to help with wardrobe because that's what she's good at. It's fashion stuff. She's like, why did you put me in the play if I wasn't any good? And he was like, well, because I felt bad that you weren't also having a good time in high school. And he said, when you're not happy, I'm not happy. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Declan's a fucking lame man. man. Mm-hmm. There's no edge. He's got no edge, this guy. Mm-mm. No edge. He had edge. And then he lost it. And he lost his edge. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? What? He's a dull knife. He's all corners. Oh, all corners. It's all corners. This guy. It's a dull <laughs> knife. He's just spreading. that's the phrase. He's just a dull knife. He's just spreading butter on a, a muffin with dull corners. What? <laughs> Rachel. Yes, Patrick. I feel like we were asking for an episode to go there, and I'd say that this one kind of does. So yeah. scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. I think this could be possibly the turning point. Maybe. In the we'll show see. again? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, one to ten. I gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. And 
it goes there, but it's not like go there, go there, if that makes sense. It goes like, there, but without actually like going that it, extra it's, it's like, there. Yeah, it's like it went most of the way there, but they didn't take that last baby step to really push it over the edge. Because it was almost as if they weren't sure what that last baby step was even supposed no, to be. No, no, I'm not sure if they knew what that baby step was. And I think that that's why they left it purposefully confusing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think Seven's right on the money. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what would have made it go. I mean, obviously, if he fucking used the gun and shot mm-hmm. him, we'd be talking mm-hmm. about a 10. If there was any sort of like, I was like waiting for him to like make a move. He never made mm-hmm. a move. I was like waiting for all these things and they mm-hmm. didn't happen. So I think that's right in a seven. I think a seven mm-hmm. is a perfect, perfect place where they're getting us to a place and then we're mm-hmm. not so sure. So mm-hmm. that's that's it for me. A seven as well. Um, So Patrick. Yeah, what's up? If you were in charge of Degrassi the musical, who would you give the starring this. role to? I love the new thing you're doing here. I'm, I'm really acknowledging. Trying. Yeah, yeah. I'm thank acknowledging. You. Thank you. I like it. I like it a lot. I got tired of the spotlight. You know, it's yeah. not just spotlights all the time. No, I like you tailoring it to each episode. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I really don't know. I don't really like a lot of. Uh, I mean, I feel like KC is in the running, but KC was so shitty to Claire. Mm-hmm. And then I like Claire in this episode, but she's also like pretty passive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holly J is kind of an asshole. Marco doesn't really do anything. That's why you got to write your MVDs down before you think about this. Mm-hmm. Uh. I'm going to go with Don Perignon, the teacher uh, mm-hmm. that is teaching with Marco. He Marco's like, I'm going to be friends with him. And Don Perignon is like, sure, you're a kid. Pretty good. And mm-hmm. like he lets him kind of f- fall on his own sword. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he's nice to Marco at the end. He's like, listen, mm-hmm. I understand. I've been there. Not a great MVD. I'm not like excited about this or proud of it. Um, mm-hmm. I just Jenna. No, I'm not going to do Jenna. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, again. Claire's like pretty passive. Allie, I mean, if you if you said Allie, I would be like, great. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna stick with Dom Perignon, the teacher mm-hmm. that once emotionally abused Derek. <laughs> I mean, you you, you could have done Trish the Dish. You could have done Allie. I know there was like a lot of. I like Trish Claire. You love Claire. Trish the Dish was dancing with Ethan, I believe. She might have been. I wasn't paying attention. I was too busy. Uh, I believe it was Ethan. Paying attention to her lines. Um, I went with Casey. It's a Casey heavy episode, and I feel like it's hard to not you know, go with Casey. It's hard to not, except for the gaslighting. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that either. But otherwise, I I thought it was great. So I was like, you know, I still feel like that's who I want to go with out of everyone. Casey's been through it. I'll give yes. him that, and I do like Casey mm-hmm. generally. I like Casey and I still do. I don't think he knew he but didn't know what he was doing. He was just like, I need a way out of this. So mm-hmm. let me get out of this. And in some ways, he's probably right. They aren't really having the best time together in the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. All right, everybody. It's been real. 
Uh, we have someone to welcome into the room. We actually forgot to welcome them into the room last week. We're so, so busy. Good that I am here so much this week. I've been on the show so very, very much because of my son Marco. And now I am telling you, you could come into the room. It is not going to be a weird room mm. like in the hotel where they can mm -mm. make you watch a porno. No, no one's going to make you watch any porno unless you want. If that's what you want to do, great. If you're old enough, great. Then you do whatever you want. That is what you can do. But I will tell you, the temperature is going to be exactly what you want it to be in this room when you get mm -hmm. here. Who are we welcoming? Megan. Oh, my goodness, Megan. It is so good to have you into the room here tonight. We are going to make all of your dreams come true in the room. It is going to be so great. And maybe you can even have some mortadell. But otherwise, <laughs> you can have whatever you want in here tonight. It is a beautiful room. There's a sock on the door. You don't have to go anywhere but here. Thank you so much for your support. <laughs> we love you. Thank you. Belissima. Belissima. <laughs> now I'm just doing Joe Pesci, the Joe Pesci <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah. So, you know, the usual things, if you want to hear us talk about that wonderful, wonderful film, Patriot. it's a film. It's not a movie. It's not a TV movie. It is a film. Uh, she's too young. Oh, yeah, it's classic, classic lifetime movie. Um, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash deep. You can follow us on Instagram, sparklespaz28. You can find us on Facebook at the broom heads and dope monkeys facebook group just look for those there's no one else that's talking about broom heads and dope monkeys that's yeah, what sets monkeys. us apart from the rest you know everyone knows narbos and broom heads but we also you know we've got the dope monkeys and then if you join the patreon we have some real special special oh, yeah, people yeah, over there yeah, yeah. there's no other dope monkeys in the business yeah you can write We're us an email at every episode ver at gmail.com and pat may or may not write back to you we'll see i gotta write bennett bennett i owe you an email buddy it's coming soon <laughs> To, from a theater near you. That's what they say. Coming um, soon to a theater near you. We're celebrating something special next week. It is our fourth anniversary of hosting this podcast. Can you believe it? Four oh, years. Plus four the year four years before that that we talked about doing it and we didn't start it. Four years ago, there was no Steven Tyler. Well, there was, but not this Steven Tyler. <laughs> Four years ago, there, were no Mis there was no Mr. Del Rossi. Well, there was, but it wasn't this Mr. Del Rossi. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Four years ago, there was no Matty O. Well, there was, oh. but there wasn't this Matty O. I, can mm -hmm. you believe it? We're here. Oh, my goodness. I cannot. We're four. Get used to it. I cannot. So to celebrate our even-numbered but an odd anniversary to celebrate, we are going to go back and watch the pilot again and record a new episode about the pilot of The Next Generation. The first episode, but it's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. I remember it. It's where Sparkles Baz 28 comes from. Yeah, we're going to do that. Do you think... We, yeah, okay, we're going to do that. Do you think we should also watch the new episode or no? No new episode next week. No new episode next week. Three episodes, too much to do. Too much, yeah. I mean, we'd be on air for six hours, and we've got jobs and kids and, you know, things we have to do. Yeah, that is true. Errands you have to run. Yeah. So we're going to watch the pilot again. It's been four years since we watched it, so we'll see, we'll see how we think about well, it. We, we'll see if we feel like it goes there as much, and if there's things that, you know, seeing these characters again for the first time, how we feel about them. Some of these characters are dead. 
Yeah, that's true. So some of them are just dead to us. It's an interesting parallel because that episode takes place largely in a hotel room. Mm -hmm. I bet that hotel room is less creepy than this one, though. I don't know. Something about this hotel room was creepy to me. Ten dollar chocolate bars. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was the pullout sofa. Pullout sofa for sure. Yeah. Casey, just sleep on the pullout. I'll call your group home and tell them you're staying here. It might have been that the guy lived there, you know, and he was just taking his shirt off. That's and that he had so many beers and Smirnoff Isos. Well, if I was in a hotel by myself for an extended period of time, I would also probably have mm-hmm. a lot of beers in there. So I could mm-hmm. have, so I have them. Because mm-hmm. you never know when you need them to lure a 15 year old. So next All week, right. no new yes. episode, an old episode. We're going to do an old favorite. Mm -hmm. i know what else appears in that episode for the first time yeah so do i so do i excited to talk about the big gulp again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right broomheads all right dope monkeys we love you we'll see you next week bye live it up live grilled cheese definitely oh shit grilled cheese and grilled cheese good night and grilled Grilled cheese cheese definitely. definitely that's right we almost forgot